you're listening to the From Grassroots to the Glory podcast, hosted by Didier Lemieux, providing an in-depth look into the behind the scenes of the Victorian Athletic League. Welcome to the From Grassroots to Glory podcast. I'm Didier Lemieux, and thank you for listening. Today's guest is one of the most exciting athletes currently breaking through the ranks in the Victorian Athletic League. He had a ripper 2022-23 season, where alongside a few major wins, he qualified for the Stool Gifts final, but unfortunately was unable to race due to injury. He provides us with some insight into his training routine, recovery techniques, and we also have a little bit of banter alongside his training squad. So please welcome to the pod, Say Morris. Welcome, Say. It is a pleasure to have you on Fix on Sport this morning. Thank you. It's nice to be here, man. It's pretty early. So let's get straight into it. We'll start with a little bit of an introduction to yourself. So for the viewers and for the listeners, um, just explain you know, who you are and what you've achieved so far in your athletics career. Um. Yeah. Well, yeah, like you said, my name's Sam Morris. I mean, I've been involved in the VAL for like three years now. Um, started up with my coach, Scott Russell, back in 2019. Um, been involved in athletics for over seven years on and off because of injury. Um, some background in, like into me, my hobbies include like, you know, playing games, skating, going out. But um, yeah, pretty much sporty guy. Fantastic, man. And what was that initial Kickstarter that made you want to get involved with running? Um, I think just the competitive nature in me. So I used to play a lot of sports back in high school. And um, yeah, I started off playing rugby soccer, basketball, like none of them really like entertained me like a lot. So like I uh, got into athletics, won a couple of like school meets, made it to regionals, nationals. And then, yeah, even at nationals, like um, that was my first like, you know, taste of blood. <laughs> I wanted more after that. Um, but yeah, it was back in New South Wales that I really got into athletics. But like, yeah, when I came to Melbourne, it was a way like, way different um experience here the sporting community here in melbourne's very very welcoming so yeah um when i came to melbourne i started running more and like i said i picked up VAL right after uni and yeah brilliant and what's aside from being you know i suppose a bit bigger um and the, the community aspect which a lot of people touched on as well uh, what was the major differences between new south wales and then coming into melbourne with the running well, like I said, like the competitive nature of like Melbourne athletes compared to New like New South Wales is, is way different. Like um no no bad blood between like, you know, Sydney and like Melbourne. I I respect both of them like, you know, equally. But um I feel like Melbourne has a way better sporting community com- like compared to Sydney and Mel- Newcastle. Um, like back where I was from Newcastle, like uh there's not a lot of people playing like sports like 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 that I liked. So it was either rugby, like I said, or soccer, which is cool. like yeah, like like the the you know, normal sports that everyone plays. But um 
yeah, I didn't really pick up athletics until I came to Melbourne because, like, it has a bigger community here. Yeah, awesome, mate. And, you know, you've been in the VR for a number of years now. For you, what's the the best aspect for you? I know you've, you've touched on the competitiveness and, and that side of things, but for you, what draws you to the VAL as opposed to, I suppose, maybe the the amateur meets or or shields or stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, I used to run shields before, like, VAL, and, like, I think just the, like, the elite mindset everyone has towards it because it's so competitive. Like, everyone has to be on the, you know, top of their game. And I'm, like, being a backmarker for so many, like, runs, just, like, you know, bred that competitiveness in me. And so, um, like, like running the VAL and, like, running off scratch, and off scratch, but, like, running off a lower mark compared to someone else who's, like, off a higher mark and, like, just watching them win cons- consistently just made me, like, want it more. And so, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I think, like I said before, just being competitive is what's, like, the driving, the driving force for, like, my interest in the VAL. There's so many names I want to, like, mention that I want to be in the VAL, but, like, so it's quiet. Yes, it's quite a unique system, I suppose, compared to, to other competitions out there, which is fantastic. So let's touch on your your, your past season, 2022-23. Very strong all round. So you won uh, two gifts this season, one at Waverley and one at Frankston. And you made the store gift final. So for you, how do you think the season went overall? Going into the season, were you expecting to get similar results? Have you excelled? Um, or are you wanting more going forward? Um, yeah, I was really content with the season, honestly. Like, um, Waverley was kind of a fluke. Like, I didn't expect to win it again. Um, but yeah, like I came back the season with like, um, yeah, the same intentions, just, you know, improve and do better do the best I can and yeah stalls was always up there as you know my biggest goal um Frankston was like a, you know kind of like a I had to win it because I never won a 70 before so like um it was good to win one at Frankston and amazing track to run at um and yeah I think like the following season I lost to Indale in in the 70 because I, I, I did my hamstring there but like um yeah, Frankston kind of has some, like, memories, but, like, no bad blood between anyone there. <laughs> and for you, what what would be the favourite track on the circuit of the VAL for you? Like, what one do you love running at most? Oh, man, I, I have to say Geelong. Geelong was my favourite track. Um, yeah, I think Geelong was my favourite track. I didn't do a lot of meets, honestly. Like, um, if it wasn't for the bands or, like, just being injured, like, I would have did more meets. But, like, um, yeah, last season, I think I really enjoyed running at Geelong, a lot of um, a lot of people came out and showed out. Yeah, and how do you find running on such a tight circuit over at Geelong? Obviously, you know, at some of the larger venues, the likes of Frankston and, and Maryborough and stuff like that, you know, yeah. they've got bigger bends, which is a lot easier to move over, but Geelong, it is so tight and narrow. How does that impact on your running overall? Um, Honestly, like, for me, I didn't, I didn't really find it difficult, like, um, yeah, like I feel like I was explosive out the start, and nothing really um impacted me on like the surface. I'm mean, I'm I'm kind of used to running like narrow, narrow runs anyway. I'm very nimble, and how I run, I don't really run with like you know ex- exhausted strides. So um, 
yeah, it wasn't too difficult for me or like I didn't find it uncomfortable. Um, if anything, like the noise of the helicopters were like the biggest, <laughs> the biggest um, <laughs> distraction. But yeah, that's awesome, mate. Fantastic. So for you being a sprinter, uh, obviously you know you're all about you know that explosiveness, the speed, um, you know massive long leaps and strides and, and what forth. So provide a little bit of insight for, for the viewers and for the listeners um, into your, your training routine, I suppose. There's been a couple of clips um, during the rounds online where you give out a few different, you know, tips and tricks um, for different training techniques and what forth. So yeah, so, yeah, there's a little bit of insight into your training. Yeah. So like, um, like our training is like split up into like um different blocks like each block fit focusing on one aspect um but yeah like it's basically everyday training and like a lot of recovery in between um like you said like being explosive like what we've started like started working on more is like our core strength you know maintain that um you know working the hip flexes also but yeah um yeah, I think one of the videos you mentioned, like I was doing some plyo com like complex exercises, um, that really helps me stay like you know very explosive. So uh, um, yeah, a lot of plyos like probably every four weeks we do some plyos, but um, yeah, on the track and like in the gym, it's more like thirty meter runs or on the curve treadmill activities. But like um, yeah, it's nothing like too difficult or too out of the norm i guess a lot of people already have picked up doing the curve treadmill it's really beneficial actually for your your first 10 meters because like you're generating that force and you can carry it over along a pick along a stride so yeah yeah 100 percent. and i know you you touched on your, your injuries that you've had recently how yeah. does your your training align with injury prevention is there a heavy you know focus on that side of things um, or is it the case you just, you know, you fluctuate your training, you taper off every now and then and you come back firing again when you've got, you know, a big meet coming up to so you prepare for that. How does that work within injury prevention for you? Yeah, so like um like everyone's very open with the coach. Like we we don't um like train if we feel like exhausted, for example. And we're all working, like we'll have like, you know, our our things we do day to day. So um I think like the communication with um the coach and athletes are important. With me, like um I like to stay fresh when I'm training, especially like, you know, high intensity activities. So um I allow some time for recovery, whether it be like two, three days or two weeks. <laughs> but like, yeah, before big meets, for example, like um before Waverly I had a week off, didn't do anything too much, like didn't work as much either. Um and yeah, didn't do any training for a week. So I was really fresh for that. And the same thing for Frankston. Um, yeah, I feel like what what um causes me to get more like injury prone is like the overuse of muscles. So like yeah, if mm -hmm. I if I train too much, it just um carries over and then like, you know, being in such like a competitive like space running against other athletes is gonna play a part, especially when you're like not really focused. And you let you know let yourself go and just be yeah, be consumed of everyone else running beside you. So yeah, I think um allowing some time for recovery was um like the best like um outcome for me. And I think a, a good like a good period was like one to two weeks. So yeah, for stall I had about three weeks off and I didn't do any running and you know, stayed fresh. But yeah. 
yeah, it's, it's a it's a fine balance, I suppose. Um, you know, making sure you're at that peak performance level for you know, it's a long season the VL, you know, five six months. So you got to be at your best throughout that. But then come Easter time, you got to be even better. You got to excel even further. Um, you know, it, it is difficult to maintain that. So um, yeah, I mean, props to, to your coaches and everyone around you and, and yourself for for maintaining everything. I suppose it's always difficult. And for you, I suppose, what's the What's the toughest aspect, the toughest factor to keep yourself at that top performance level throughout the season consistently? Is it the fact that it's such a long season or is there another factor in there that that makes it difficult sometimes? Yeah, I think like um, there's two factors, I guess, I can really like pinpoint. Um, one of them being sleep, like um, like later on during the season, like you said, like closer to Easter, like um, just like a lot of celebrations going on with the family. So like, there's a lot of um time for like rest here and there, and just in general like working on my on my sleep has been a big factor the last few years. So um yeah, I think like coming into the VAR, I was like very like shocked when it on like I saw the correlation between my sleep and like my performance. So um yeah, like I think sleep and working on my sleep was like a big factor that um you know helped me run better at the VAR. Um also like just the um. Uh, what you call it, like the the traveling, like is mm-hmm. a lot of the meets are very far. So like for example, like Warner Bulls, like I think two hours away from me right now, and um yeah, like staying loose like in the car is not like ideal. Currently stretched, mm-hmm. so like we had to um had some stops, you know, just like stretch our legs out. Um, but yeah, I think like the toughest things is getting to like point A to you know to the races, for example, like um if it's a far meet. Have to stay loose and you know flexible. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That's a good point. Yeah, travel aspect is huge, and when you got events, like you said, Warnable, you know, you could travel all the way down there. If you go up to store, it's an even further distance from you there, yeah. and you know, the likes of Wangaratta and and what fourth, there is a huge aspect there where you know you get tight, you can't stretch out the limbs and and keep them moving while you're traveling. Um, that's a really good point yeah thanks for that yeah, um, yeah there's something that's not really talked about much i guess overall you know yeah. everything's talked about you know the training routine the diets you know the the exercises you're doing recovery etc but yeah come game day come you know race day you got to make sure you're in the good condition and if you've got to be traveling for the best part of two three hours sometimes yeah, it's, it's definitely difficult yeah it's really like um I think that's when I really like um I wanted actually that's the like the longest meet I've been to besides stall. So like with stall, like, I I allowed one day to actually recover. So I got there a day before mm-hmm. and a day to recover. So like that wasn't too bad. But um yeah, with Warnable, it was like the same day and running like an hour late like an hour later. So like it was it was very um yeah, I had to be like mindful that hey, my body needs to stay loose. But yeah, I think a lot of people like you know, don't pay too too much mind to it because like they don't allow time to like flex, flex out certain muscles during their trip, and um, yeah, it's not beneficial if you just run on like, you know, been sitting for three hours. It's not going to be comfortable running after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. So, hey, let's touch on your your training squad. Um, obviously, the, the squads are a massive part of the VAL and, and the athletes involved within the calendar. Um. For you, what's your favorite part about your training squad, and um, you know, what's the culture like within that environment? 
Yeah, I mean, everyone's very, um, very open and very humble, honestly. Like, um, we all push each other and there's no bad blood between any, any of us. Um, like, when I first joined, it was all welcoming. Like, um, I think I joined, yeah, back in 2018. But, like, back then I wasn't, like, very consistent in it. And no one was, like, um, you know, like, give me a hard time for it. They all understood and so when I started like coming to training more regularly and taking it more seriously, it was all open arms and even the coach himself like was really welcoming me a bit. And um, yeah, like everyone was working on their own individual like goals. So there was no like um, reliance on everyone. You know what I mean? And even the mm -hmm. training itself, like it's very competitive because like um, everyone is at a, at a certain level already in the VAL where they like already run for like you know four or five years already and me being the new novice like everyone was teaching me what like what it's about um how the handicaps work and you know lifts and all that all the technical stuff i guess but um yeah like i think my squad um we have a pretty good connection like it's like it's like a family in a way um biggest competitor in my squad is um tapasu i don't know if you if you know the name like um yeah he's really explosive off the blocks and every time I do block starts with him it's it's yeah it's game time because like he's the <laughs> he's really fast off the blocks but um yeah other than that like everyone pushes each other depending on like whatever training we're doing for the day and um I, I have like a vendetta of everyone depending like what it, what it is we're doing so for example if it's like 200 drills for the for the day I always try and beat everyone in in like the last rep but I can't beat the 400 guys, so they're more conditioned to it. So, like, um, yeah, there's still some long PBs I'm trying to beat in terms of, like, my squad. But, like, yeah, they're actually really, um, really lovely people, especially the coach, Scott Rousel. Yeah, fantastic. Look, I haven't briefed you on this. I'm going to ask you five quick five questions about yeah. your squad. Um okay. Just, just rattle off the names because this will be a really good insight into the into the squad and into the environment within there. So first one for you, person who's most likely to skip training. Person who's more likely, Jara Conte. <laughs> uh, the funniest member of the team. Jara Conte. <laughs> oh, two in a row, here we go. Um, third one for you, uh, person who's most likely to give advice um, but not warranted advice. Me and Spencer. Ooh, there we go. Me's on the firing line here. Um, all right, next one for you. Person who's going to give the most excuses on why they shouldn't be doing reps. Ooh. I don't think, I, I can't say anyone. Um, I'll probably say my, nah, not myself, nah. Uh, um. Oh, a new guy, Jabez. Oh, you guy. Oh. New guy. <laughs> hey, last one for quick fire. Person who you're most likely to go and spend time with outside of training. Oh, Jordy Humphrey. Awesome, fantastic. Yeah. There we go. Hey, that's pretty good insight right there. I think yeah. there'll be a, a bit of banter going on at the next training oh, session bro, for sure. That. That's 100%. I'm ready for it. <laughs> there we go. That's awesome. So in the immediate short term for this upcoming season, 23-24, what's your, your main aims? 
Yeah, I mean, I think like I mentioned before, just running some good qualifying times. Um, I think I'm going to be like mixing both like, you know, AB and VAR this, this season. And um, yeah, I want to just like, yeah, run some quality times and put my name out there. But um, yeah, I've got a couple of gifts that I, I want to achieve and win this, like win this season. And also some meets that I want to win at AV. It's at a pick, maybe, but like, um, yeah, I'm not too sure the calendar right now, but like, for sure, I want to be out there every weekend. Absolutely brilliant, mate. Uh, another question for you. You've been involved with VAL for you know a number of years now. So where can you see the competition moving in the coming years? What progress can you see being involved? You know, whether that be through, you know, membership of athletes or you know, the quality of the performances where can you see things moving in the coming years yeah like i mentioned before i feel like the vao is like um field of elite athletes and like the way they're going right now they're bringing a lot of crowd like a lot of crowds in a lot of new people like myself um i mean yeah last like last season i stole there was a, a footy player who was running in the finals like so like um they're bringing a lot of like like-minded athletes who just want to like do their best and run quality times. So like, I think the future for the VAL is bright. Like, um, love what they're doing already, especially the officiators. Like, they, um, yeah, they have a good head. <laughs> they have a good, um, you know, insight in the into the sport. But um, yeah, I feel like the cooperation with all the um, <clears throat> Australian uh, athletics associations, like you know, working on that media stuff, giving them a lot of more, a lot more publicity. So it's out there and open to you know. The wider community and um yeah even like my friends of mine who play basketball think hey like i might give this thing a try but like mm. yeah it's giving um it's giving a lot of um yeah a lot of hope for like the future i guess so especially the, the younger athletes who um who want to compete at a elite level it's a good place to start for sure yeah 100 agree on everything you said there fantastic place to start Community is huge. It's forever um, growing and everyone loves supporting everyone within the VAL. So look, say it's been fantastic to have you on board for a chat this morning. Uh, loved your insight um, into everything and a uh, little glimpse behind the scenes of, of your squad too. So I'm sure they'll all um, have a good laugh with you at your next training session with your, your, your responses there. Um, so, hey, yeah, thank you so much for your time. For those wanting to, you know, follow your journey this forthcoming season, where can they find you online? Um, yeah, I mean, I have an Instagram page, like that's my main Instagram. Like I'm very like um on and off of posting, like very, very bipolar in that sense. But like um, yeah, if not there, then like, you know, the Rad Squad Instagram page. I guess you can see some snippets there. But um yeah, I think this year I focus on more on my social outreach and um you're trying to get more, I guess, followers and you know, viewers for the for the lols. But no, um, yeah, Instagram is where I'm mainly active at the moment in terms of athletics. Brilliant, mate. Awesome. Fantastic. Hey, looking forward to catching up with you, you know, throughout the season. Um, I'm sure we'll pop along to training a couple of times as well and, and film you guys in, in action there. So a big thank you once again for your time. Uh, wish you all the best for the upcoming season. Appreciate it. Thank you.